Welcome to the Financial Advisors Advisor, brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners. It's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, the Financial Advisors Advisor himself, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. This is Frank LaRosa, the CEO of Elite Consulting Partners, and I am the Financial Advisors Advisor. And as always, and sometimes in disguise, uh, with a Santa hat on today, is my trusted COO, Dale Dempsey. What's up? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And jingle all the way. Good to have you. Good to have you here. Great to be uh, here. We spent a lot of time together last week. We did. That was crazy. So we missed an episode. Had great client advisor meetings. Met with, with a firm as well out there in California. Really spent the whole week traveling the seaboard from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And then I think it ended in San Diego. Yeah, logistically, I think we didn't quite do it the right way, but right. we got the job done. But before we sort of get into it, I wanted to just welcome everybody to the show. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for joining us. If you are a returning podcast listener, thanks for coming back. Again, we did not put out a podcast last week because we were running the roads, basically the West Coast of California. Thought we were going to escape the uh, East Coast rain, but we weren't having any of that. But we did do some Instagram live stories throughout the week. So if you followed us, you were seeing those things. If you're not following us on Instagram, you should check us out, franklarosa.elite or Elite Consulting Partners. Posted those Instagram stories on there, just giving everybody some updates and some thoughts after we met with some different clients. We met with, like Dale said, a couple of uh, large clients with all different needs and service needs, different models, and all looking for something different. So it's really unique, not unique in that we don't meet people like that all the time, but to see unique service models, but across the board, they all had similar issues with their model, which is the service that they were getting from their firms, right? And the attention that they paid. But it was awesome. It was tiring, but that's okay. Well worth it too. It's great to finally put a face with a voice over the phone. And those were productive meetings. So you, you get into stuff that you don't, you wouldn't necessarily get into over an email or on a conference call. Well, I think it also for us, I don't want to say it's a separator, but I'm going to say it's a separator, which I spend a lot of time and, and you did with me last week meeting with clients because I just feel like as a acting on their behalf as a consultant, we are able to get a better sense of who they are as an individual and as a practitioner, business owner. And a lot of times after we meet with somebody, some of our recommendations might change a little bit on where we think that they would be a better fit. And a lot of that comes down to the, culturally, right? Because we can figure out if you're 90% advisory and you're doing alternatives and we can generally figure out what firms are going to be more have a bigger appetite for that stuff. But it's a cultural stuff, the soft stuff that makes a big difference. Yeah, I agree. There's some personal stuff that gets in there too, which is always interesting to know. They learn more about us, our families, our goals. Yeah, they don't want to get inside their heads. But that's actually not the topic of the conversation today. The topic of the conversation today that I thought was really important as we are in the second week of December, and I 
made a comment this morning on Instagram Live that it was the first week of December, but I just was such a in a different world last week that I completely forgot last week was the first week of December. But anyway, as we start, and I have been doing for the last week and a half, really doing some things that I feel like separate ourselves from our competition, aside from meeting with people, but that is some things that are, you would think are no-brainers, right? During the holiday season, no-brainers, sending out holiday cards and stuff like that. But I'm always surprised when we talk to advisors, even when I was running branches, how many or how few advisors don't do the little things. And so I thought it was be important today because time is going to go by really fast. And before you know it, you're not going to have any time to send out, whether it's holiday cards, gift baskets, different things like that, because it takes time to put that stuff together, order them. What's your general rule of thumb? I mean, I know it depends. You're sending out a card versus a gift basket, for, depending. But when do you typically get started? Is it is it around Thanksgiving or before then? What I would recommend is, again, depending on how big your client base is and your prospect base, right? So, so we're clear on this topic today. When I refer to a client, it's prospects also, because you're trying to separate yourself from everyone else. And to be candid, sending out a, a holiday card, that's like basic. If you can't figure out how to send out a holiday card, you have some problems. But you should really start thinking about this right around Thanksgiving. And the reason I think it's important to do that around Thanksgiving is because you want to be a little bit creative, right? Sending out the Christmas card, holiday card, that's fine. It takes time to order it. It takes time to get the right addresses in place. Whatever you do, don't just put labels on holiday envelopes. They should be handwritten. Those clients have been with you all year long. They're paying you a lot of money. The least you can do is handwrite the envelope. Or or their prospective clients. Well, well the same no, the same thing. Again, it's the it's the little things, right? It's funny. We we were at a hotel just outside of San Diego, the Fairmont Del Mar, and we talked about the little things. It's a great hotel. And I stayed at lots of nice hotels, but we came back to our, our rooms and they had our iPhone cords wrapped up. Not just wrapped up in like a lanyard because we were at a hotel that did that and I thought that was nice. But the Fairmont wrapped them up in a nice gold leaf ribbon. That was like a different touch. It cost very little next to nothing relative to what it, the hotel is. The experience was experience. second to none. Exactly. There's a thank you note and handwritten. Those are the big things. And so when you're talking about holiday cards and stuff like just thank you notes, you need to be handwriting that stuff and including your signature, your team's signatures. If you're going to send out a card from your team, you should have your team barring, assuming you don't have 20 people on your team, you should at least be sending that out. But more importantly, and the card is the easy one. Again, that's the minimum standard. If you can't do that, you have other other issues, right? But when you get into, so holiday gifts, right? You should be segmenting your clients so that a certain segment of your clients get sort of gift level A, B, and C, right? Whatever. Maybe your D clients, they just get the holiday card. But your A, A, B, and C should get something. And sort of my rule of thumb on that, and let me just put a disclaimer in here so I don't want people to think that I'm giving somebody a violation rule issue. You always have to make sure that you are checking with your firm's company's gift policies. You don't want to get in trouble for giving somebody a, a $250 bottle of wine or something like that. Exactly. I, <laughs> I gave somebody uh, Tiffany Cufflinks once. And they were, I think I remember like this, two hundred plus dollars. And he was like, "Hey, I, I don't know if I can accept these because they're, 
over $200. I said, well, if the policy is $100 each, just send it back to me and I'll send you one at a time. I'll send you the left side, the left one and the right one. So you just have to know what the gift policies are. But but in general, a good rule of thumb for me in how to determine what I'm going to send a client is how would I feel if that gift, whatever it is, showed up at my office? Oh, that's um, good. That's That's interesting. Is that because you're thinking you and your clients have similar interests well, and standards? Right. Yeah, exactly. Generally, especially for financial advisors, for the most part, over time, your clients are similar to you and their likes and all that stuff. So if you don't like getting wine for the holidays, don't give wine, right? If you don't eat, sometimes you get these nice gift baskets and, and they look great, but there's nothing in there for you to either use. So what do you end up doing? You put it in the conference room and you hope people eat it. Half of it usually gets thrown out. So that's sort of a waste, right? You don't want to do that. Right. For us, you know, I think brownies and cookies are great. I, we love when we get those. So, so that's what I get for our clients. And you also don't have to necessarily make it really difficult. If you like brownies and cookies, most companies that send that stuff out have different levels of brownies and cookies. Yeah. And so what we do is we typically send out for all those clients that we've segmented that are going to get a gift. They get their the regular brownie cookie thing. Mm-hmm. Then we have one step above that for our larger clients. And any of you clients that are listening now, I like cheese. So that would be a great, if you wanted to send a basket of cheese, <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> basket of cheese. cheese. Are you from Green Bay? You're not from Green Bay. Probably knowing you, you probably I'm spent from, some time no, there. No, no. Well, hold on. Let me ask you a question then. So do you go to the step of even talking to clients, maybe not prospective clients, but existing clients about what they would want? Do you actually plan that out? No, I wouldn't really like go to them. Hey, what do you want for Christmas or holidays? Excuse me. Maybe Uh, not do it directly, but you should know if you're a good advisor and you're actively listening to your clients throughout the course of the year, they will a lot of times make a comment about that. Oh, such, such sent me a a coffee basket. I don't even drink coffee. So you should be taking... Taking, no, taking notes. copious notes yes. about those types of things. That's what a good CRM system is used for. Not just, you know, you did this many trades or whatever. You did a client review meeting. You should be using your CRM systems for those types of things. It's the wow effect that you're going for. We got wowed when we went to the Fairmont, right? It's those kinds of things. So it's the wow effect. And the other thing that a lot of times cer- certain clients like is they might not want anything, but they want to... They would very much like it if you sent a donation to their favorite charity. So knowing what charities they like is important. So you might say, hey, Bob, this year we we opted instead of giving you a basket of wine that you may or may not drink, you know, we'd like to know what your favorite charity is and we're going to donate the allowable amount to your favorite charity. You're a great client of ours and whatever. So that's that's like a one-off. Are you a bigger fan of finding the one-offs or trying to scale the gift giving process. I would one off your A clients and I would scale your B and C clients. Scaling is what I mean by that is everybody gets the same thing, just a bigger version of it, right? So instead of four rows of cookies, the B clients get six rows of cookies. You know, maybe there's hot cocoa one or something. And and it's interesting because we started doing that a couple of years ago and, and it's not cheap. So I'm not suggesting this is a cheap thing to do. But I am suggesting that your clients pay you a lot of money during the course of the year. If you look at it on a client-by-client basis, you can get a nice cookie gift back for, let's say, it's $35. So 
that might add up over time where it's several thousand dollars that you're spending, but you're really only spending $35 on a client that probably paid you thousands of dollars in commissions and fees. So it's the least that you could do. I think the thought put into it goes along. Right. And, that's and the where, point. And where that comes from, which is also for prospects, is inevitably you're going to get calls. Client calls you up. Hey, Dale, didn't need anything. Just wanted to wish you a happy holiday. We really love the gift. It was very thoughtful. You didn't have to. We really appreciate it. Sometimes they'll refer you to people. There's funny stories around that. You can use it as your opportunity to tell them, hey, I really appreciate your business. If there's anybody that you think I should be talking to that's not getting the kind of service that I'm providing to you, love to talk to them, right? That's that. So in terms of this, the, the gifting piece, because I know we're spending a lot of time on that, but the other piece of it that people forget to do is this is also a time for you to be meeting your clients for holiday events, also segmented, and prospects, meeting them, thanking them for the great year, talking to them, which we'll get into uh, on the next podcast, but about business planning and working on the business, but sharing with your clients the successes that you've had throughout the course of the year. If you have new clients that are in the room, welcome them to the family, right? You'll start to see bonds form within your client base. And it's really cool to, to see that happening. So you want to have those types of things going on. Cooking events. There's places where you can find that you can do gingerbread building, stuff like that. Invite the kids. So you want to do something maybe on a Saturday and have your clients bring their kids or their grandkids. Yeah, not even talking about business. Don't even talk about business. Right, time well spent with your family, something that you're providing them an outlet to do. Exactly. Being different, wowing them with things that nobody else is doing, right? They're sending out their annual reviews and saying, hey, happy, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever holiday is that they celebrate. It's those little things that they don't forget. So I think those are the kinds of things. And you have to, so that's why when I say you have to start thinking about it around Thanksgiving, because sometimes those things take time to set up. Oh, sure. Getting reservations for 25 people is not that, not that easy if you wait till the second week of December. But if you start thinking about that stuff in the middle of November, then you'll have the prime times that are going to be conducive for your clients because you don't want to start having those meetings right before, right before Christmas, for example, where clients are really checked out and they don't really want to hear from you. If you're going to have an event with clients, in-person, face-to-face event, you're probably going to want to set that up in maybe even October because you want to get in front of their calendar. You should start thinking about it in October. It might be too far in advance to book this stuff, but I would I would be booking stuff into you know middle of November, getting those dates done throughout the month of December, right? Leading right up into the end of the year. The other critical part to that, which is really the second half of this thing, and so there's sort of client retention, right? Prospecting opportunities during the month of December for this type of activity. The other thing that we see a lot, specifically with our clients that are looking to make a move, so clients are at this point in time, if you're if you're an advisor that you've figured out the firm you want to go to and you're going to be moving in January, February, March, wherever it is, or even if you haven't figured out the firm, but you've figured out- Mentally that you're leaving. That you're leaving and that there's the firm you're going to end up at has certain criteria and elements to it that you don't have now, right? It's a good time for you to set things up. Uh, by the way, before we get into that, I want to just remember, because I've seen a lot of advisors make this mistake, really more on the W-2 captive side, 
if you signed up for a pre-tax deposit, you know, sort of AFG pre-tax marketing money for your firm, I'm not in a tax accountant, but most of the times you cannot roll that money into the into the future because it becomes a taxable event. You can't get the money back. So you have to be paying attention and make sure you know how much is in there uh, before you lose it. You've been saving it all year long. Make sure you use it. You should also candidly be going to your managers and asking them for, for some support in, in some of these events. Some of your managers, if you're going to the higher end clients, your manager, if he's really he or she is really good in person and with those clients, I'd invite the manager to some events because when we get into the next topic, you might not want to have your manager there if you're thinking about leaving. But to your point, these events that we talk about that you're going to be going to are a great way to sort of start setting the stage for your potential move, right? So in talking about your business plan, you're reviewing your business with your clients, the successes that you've had, talk about where you're taking the business, that you're looking to, you're not saying, again, that you're leaving. You're not saying you're thinking about leaving. You're just talking about, hey, in 2020, one of my initiatives is to really enhance our service model by incorporating more technology or by whatever it is that you want to incorporate, right? We want to be able to service your portfolios better through enhanced technology and blah, 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 whatever you want to say. Just start talking about your vision of the future, shaking hands. And it really is just that connection to them right before you're about to leave. And I think that these events are a great way to do it. It's Sometimes it's worth the money to spend. Same thing with the gifts. You're going to send out gifts to clients and it's going to, they're going to call and it's going to give you an opportunity during a period of time where you may not normally talk to them, right? If you're not doing a, an annual review with them in December, maybe you're not talking to them. But if they call back and say, thanks for a gift, that gives you an opportunity to say, hey, great, appreciate it. You know, we've had a great year. We're looking to have another banner year next year. And I'm hoping to incorporate this, this, or that into the model trying to work on some things that are going to take my business and my service level for you to another level. So I think those are those are some things that you really have to start looking at, thinking about, because December comes very fast. And before you know it, you're going to be sending stuff out in January. Like that's sort of a little too late. And what I want to make sure people understand, and this is sort of a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. So it covers sort of holiday gifts and sometimes it doesn't. December, in my opinion, is not a time for you to slow down. Okay. I, I get so tired of posting something about this this morning. I see a lot of advisors, the I'll say an, an average advisor, not the uber successful advisors, they feel like, oh, I have to do all this client service stuff now. So I'm sort of done for the year with my production. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to go after and open up new accounts. I'm just, I'm servicing my clients right now. That's important to me. And then there's another school of thought that just is in the business. They're just head down, trying to put every trade in to top tick everything they can before the end of the year. And they forget the softer stuff. My contention is you have to do both, which means the way you separate yourself from the competition is in December, when your competition is slowing down, right, taking some time off, you're working twice as hard, which is sort of a controversial thing, right? So oh, my even, God. Right? So it's not even not even a balance, though. It's Put the foot on the gas. There you go. Put the foot on the gas. That's the way to put it. Yeah. 
I can't believe when I talk to advisors and they're like, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, the year's almost over, take a little bit of time off. Like, why? December is just another month. You know what? There's, January comes after that, then February. Before that was, was November. It's just another month that happens to have more holidays in it, okay? Which means you have less time to get things accomplished because you're going to have days off. Right, by default. You know, you have Christmas, you have Hanukkah, you have, so there's a ton of time off there. You have New Year's, you have New Year's Day, I guess that would be in 2020, but you have New Year's, but then the day before New Year's, so it's like New Year's Eve, Eve, people starting to slow down and you're seeing less productive advisors leaving early because they feel like they should, they can. But I feel like if you want to separate yourself from the competition, that's the time you do it. When your competition's walking out the door. And you're on the phones and you're sending out holiday cards. You're working on your business probably more in December than maybe any other month. On our next podcast, we're going to really be talking about that part of it, the working on the business versus working in the business, right? So the holiday activities, I'll call them holiday activities. That's still really working in the business. You're interacting with your clients. On our next podcast, we're going to really talk about working on the business which also is done in December, which also means you have more work to do. So that might mean you have to work until after hours to do those types of things. When it's quiet, when people have left the office, when your support staff has left the office, where you can be by yourself or with your team and really talking about the future. So we'll, we'll talk about that on the, next, on the next episode. But, you know, I thought it was really important. I know this is sort of seems like an easy topic to understand, like, oh, this is a no-brainer, Right. I'm shocked at how many people don't do this stuff. So if you're listening to this, you still have some time. It's only the second Monday in in January. You still have time to order cards. You still have time to make arrangements for different activities. You definitely still have time to call a catalog, a delivery catalog for, I hate to say wine baskets because I hate getting wine. So if you're listening to me and you're a client of ours, please don't send me wine. I don't drink it. We like cookies and we like brownies and we like all that good stuff and cheese and and send Dale a block of cheese (laughs) but anyway with that said thank you very much for listening if you are a new listener to us please subscribe to our podcast elite consulting partners of the financial advisors advisor podcast check out and follow our instagram page franklarosa.elite our website is eliteconsultingpartners.com we appreciate all the likes slamming the like button, leaving us a great reviews. We really appreciate those topics for conversation. Yeah, actually the likes and subscribe, they help us figure out what platforms are working best. So I'm not saying be interactive, but give us a little feedback. I am, be interactive. I will say some of the comments that I get really help us with what's resonating with you. And that helps us sort of like this as an example people want to know some practical ideas on what they should be doing during given certain times of the month. So that's why part of the reason why we're doing this. So, but at the very least, give us feedback. Oh, absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Happy holidays and talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Financial Advisors Advisor podcast with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast.